Hello and welcome to Comment Below, a podcast where we talk about the news and the topics of the week, but more importantly, what has been commented below. We delve into the mess that is our social media, finding the stories you may or may not be talking about. Isn't that right, Ben? That is correct, Alex. And don't forget, this is now is day this vlog- three, oh, but okay. we're letting everyone know because this is the main show, more viewers. Um, <laughs> we're doing Vlogmas, so we have a mini podcast released every day at 6pm UK time. Up until the 24th of yeah. December. All about Christmas, different topics each episode, you don't know what you're going to get. It would be strange if we were talking about, like, the summer solstice for Christmas. Well, you never know. You never know what's going to come. Are we going to do that one episode? Okay, Maybe. I'll put that down as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, make sure you're subscribed and tuning in every day for us for our Advent calendar celebrations. Mm, I mean, you can subscribe to us on YouTube because we are also not just a audio podcast we are visualized as the bbc like to say yeah, there's, we are a, also there's a, a word for it now isn't there visualized a cheap tv show visualized podcast visualized <laughs> exactly so we're a cheap tv show um so if you are watching us on youtube which you can find us by commenting uh, by searching sorry comment below podcast don't forget to follow like and subscribe and ring the bell to never miss an episode you can also get in touch with us on twitter uh, at comment below pod instagram at comment below underscore pod or email comment below pod at gmail.com when i say twitter i mean of course x but at the moment i'm in a real quandary of what is it one or is it the other i was well, reading an article funnily enough because this is comment below about um elon musk apparently he's deliberately trying to make x fail so he can file for bankruptcy yes well people are saying that because they're trying to grasp at the idea that he's a genius Blah. Where, where his fans are like, well, he's doing it on purpose. What, what's the reason? Why? Because everyone keeps saying, what would be the reason he's doing this? But it isn't because of that. Because if he does that, he loses his stock in Tesla, which he used for the loan. And he would lose his majority in Tesla if t- Twitter X does go. Oh, is that true? I never, I didn't actually know that. I, I, this was actually from That's from Time... the comments below. Brilliant. This is actually from Time magazine I got that information from. The source was from mm. Time magazine. So I would have thought it would be a reputable read but i guess no. they didn't do their research they didn't go on reddit like you well it's one of those things <laughs> where like people because people are just desperate because they keep calling him a genius and it's like oh, i know he's, he's not. not a genius don't get and me wrong that's why the the elon musk fans are desperate to be like well there must be a reason why he's doing this because mm-hmm. yeah he told advertisers who are boycotting x to f off yes in an in a interview recently and they did and they have. they have in droves apple disney ibm mm-hmm. to name but a few but strictly now, come dancing yes but now he's um but now he's kind of Saying, oh, I didn't want them there anyway. He's like the school, like the school, mm. like the kid at school who like pushes away people who try to be his friends. And he's like, well, I didn't like them anyway. But but I'm really curious about Elon Musk because he's obviously got, I've talked about this before, this, he's got an autobiography out, not written by him. It's been written by someone else who wrote the Steve Jobs autobiography. Mm. And he was doing an interview on radio. And he, actually, it's really interesting to hear the bits and pieces about Elon Musk. So I do actually really want to read that book. I'm not advocating that i like elon musk i'm not one of the fanboys on twitter no. or x or whatever who go on and gush about how wonderful he is the blue tick boys yeah is that what they're called I know, so I that's said a good it name then. though the blue tick boys <laughs> um yeah i'm not one of the blue tick boys but at the same time i bet he's got a really fascinating history and from what i've kind of hid tidbits of it i reckon it's quite interesting anyway he's an idiot Anyway, yes. So before we start our topics, I had something come in my head today. Did you? Well, this <laughs> wow, this week I don't know where it Should came from. Something happened. I think I was just following an ASDA van, and they were doing a supermarket drop off, and it made me think of the substitutes that mm. they do with online shops. Well, may I say that when I when it was lockdown as a mm. little job, 
I actually got a job doing the online shopping in the store. So I was scanning the items. So I am a bit of a, you could argue, I, I should know what substitutes people were okay. given. And they were quite strange nine times out of ten. But we only did what the gun told us to do. The, the, AI, gun, I mean, the, the AI overlords. They, they weren't. They were the management back in wherever the management offices are for this current supermarket. Okay, well, that's good then. With your experience, I'm going yes. to ask you a series of questions. Mm-hmm. And I want you to work out what the supermarket substituted which thing for and see if you can get them correct or okay not. and this just proves how weird it is so we're starting with aldi they substituted a ben and jerry's fish food what did they substitute it aldi i didn't know they did oh they do click and collect don't they aldi now mm. okay um for fish food fish food well i'm presuming then it's some kind of pet food they substituted it for so they probably substituted it for like some cat <laughs> like um dreamies or something like that when mm. logic should dictate that they should swap it for another ice cream. Ice cream, yeah. This is what I mean. Be, yeah. Logic doesn't exist when it comes to substitution. Okay, well, this one was... So you're thinking of pet food or range. Well, this was fish fillets. <laughs> Breaded. <laughs> Breaded yum. fish fillets. What, wrapped in ice cream? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, yum, yum. Um, Aldi again, they swapped milk for what item? Now, we actually sometimes had milk substitutions and they would go through every single type of milk. So if someone wanted the blue top whole milk sorry um they would then say oh substitute for semi-skimmed if you don't have that makes substitute sense for skimmed if they don't have that substitute for gold top full mm-hmm. you know cream milk so i would i would imagine that milk is quite an easy substitution so it just substitute with another type of milk do you mean that would hit the headlines no but that's what logic should okay well this was don't know where this comes from cooking oil <laughs> I mean, I do regularly deep fat fry fish fillets in milk. You can cook fish in milk. Yeah, this isn't fish. This is swapping milk. I know, but the the, the Audi what, So they swap the might... ice cream for fish fillets and then swap the milk for cooking oil because you can still cook your fish fillets. Yeah. Okay. It might be the same shopping list. <laughs> so Sainsbury's swapped scouring sponges for what? They're the sponges used when you're washing up with the bristle. Brillo pads. Yeah. So what do they swap that for? Um... <laughs> Again, it should be a cleaning product, like a sponge. If, if it was Bottle a, bleach. Yeah, if it was a far-flung thing, it'd be like a washing up liquid or, or rubber gloves. But I bet it's something like a pineapple. <laughs> Have you given up guessing? No, no, no I'm guessing my guess, pineapple. It was a Victoria sponge cake. Yeah, but the scowl is not a sponge. If it was a sponge, then it would make sense to swap it with sponge. Mm. I, or a cake. Okay, Sainsbury's also replaced brandy butter with what item? Well, again, logic should dictate a bottle of brandy and a packet of Lurpak. Okay. But I'm sure logic doesn't dictate that. So just to just to just to make a quote from the TV series, the wonderful TV series Bottom, mm. vodka margarine. Beef stock. Yes, of course. Makes sense. So, okay, Morrison's, you may know this. Use your knowledge. Swapped a bottle of domestic cleaning product what um not a pineapple not a pineapple um i said pineapple because you could probably use it <laughs> as a cleaning for a pan mm. it's got a sharp outside D- a cleaning product uh i don't know windoline a bottle of squash or <laughs> diluting juice i was about to say diluting juice depending on your area of i mean that's just ridiculous isn't it swap it's like swapping bleach for a glass of water you drink them both. I mean, it'd be worse if you swapped the, the juice for bleach. 
Imagine if the kid like is said, "Mom, I'm thirsty. Oh, just get the just get the uh, juice from the from the bag that's been delivered." And they find the bleach. Waitrose swapped Trojan XXL condoms for what? No, I'm joking. Could you imagine? Waitrose <laughs> XXL Trojan condoms for no Waitrose. It would be like an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so Waitrose swapped shaving foam for what item? Octopus <laughs> XXL Trojan condoms. Yes. Um, tampons. <laughs> I should have guessed by your joke, really. Mm. Um, and finally, mm. Tesco swapped duct tape for what item? It's duct funny you say d- duct tape. tape. For years, and I'm not joking, up until very recently, I thought it was called duct tape. Mm. As in a duck, as in quack quack. Mm. Until I was corrected by your dad. Um, duct tape. Duct tape uh, rope. Because you could use both things in a hostage situation. <laughs> well, you were very close with your duck. Duck paste is what they sort of oh, do. Oh, duck paste. Yes. That's the skanky it's stuff some... that people put on sandwiches sometimes. Yeah. You know Pate. Yeah. Ugh. I'm not the only one who. Oh, God. I remember when I had to pick paste, sandwich paste. Like, who buys sandwich paste nowadays? It reminds it's me of my mum. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, does your mummy eat? I think so. Oh, like, from disgusting. the jar. Oh, that's foul. I know, it's good, disgusting. Absolutely foul. Stinks. So, there you go. That was a nice little quiz to start well, the day off for a Talking about a throwback from the old days, like sandwich paste, uh, yeah. some viewers or listeners may uh, from the UK may or may not have noticed that on ITV they brought back Deal or No Deal after, I think, a eight-year hiatus a long time a long long time since it's been on yeah, tv yeah well i think doing no do went way too far anyway it should have been cancelled like four years before it was well the series on channel four basically took the concept of deal or no deal which actually and i will argue this to the end is a good format it's an interesting format it's a fun format mm-hmm. and changed it so much that it stopped being deal or no deal to the point that we watched like an episode and they were on a train and they were asking random people on the train what box they were going to take for the person who was playing the game. Really? Yeah. Don't you I remember, remember we watched like, that? No, I remember when I started watching it, there was like a switch button and then like a double banker offer. And then like there was all these weird things that like you can swap a box or mix a box. That was or... strangely a little bit later yeah. than earlier on. So there was, there, was a, um, uh, there was something where the banker could look at your box before the end of the game, which was a really dumb idea, in my opinion, <laughs> because then the banker's got all the power. He had enough power as it starts, if you think about it, but then he took all the power. And then you're right, at the end of the game, if you made it to the very end and you got to the very last box, you then had the choice of whether you wanted to swap your box for number 23. No, number 24, well, it might be 23, which is like, an, so there's 22 boxes. Extra box. And that box yeah, basically... See. But either had double, triple, keep the same, half, or go home with nothing. And it's like, that's really dumb. Just, <laughs> the whole thing's silly. Um, so they, they really did change the game. But they've gone back to... So they cancelled it and ITV brought it back. They cancelled it. ITV brought it back. They've gone back to its roots. Like they did with Big Brother. ITV seemed to have a trend at the moment mm. of bringing back the set. The is a bit shows. flashy though. I've only seen one promo picture and I just don't want to watch it. It has to be the exact same. It has to be the exact same set just with more lights. I'm telling you mm. that. It's the same studio in Bristol. I'm 100% it is. I'm 100% it is. Um, interesting fact for no one. Uh, it, the studios where they filmed the original Deal or No Deal in Bristol is the same studios they filmed the remake of The Crystal Maze. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, they can bring um, that back. And any well, any American viewers would know that as the Crystal Maze on Nickelodeon that's hosted by um, that guy who knows everything, Adam. Adam Conover. Yeah, that's Conover. it. There you go. So there you go. A little link for you, the Americans out there. So, uh, but it's not a kids show in the UK. It's an adult show. Who'd have funked it? Anyway, so um, 
yeah, so a lot of people have kind of reminded themselves that Deal or No Deal has always been around about like people like being a love in. It's like a love fest on Deal or No Deal. And someone yeah, on... they do a lot of emotional stuff, don't they, on there? Yeah, and someone yeah. on Reddit um, basically summed it up, I thought, really well by saying the 250 and 50,000 boxes are left. The banker makes an offer of £4,800. Tense music, lots of pounding across the nervous faces of other players. Then back to the main player. The host begins to open his mouth to say something when suddenly one of the other players in the background decides to pipe up with some wisdom. Mate, if you take the 4,800, then that's fine. But if you risk it, then you could end up with 50,000, which is way more money and would be mm. fantastic for you. But then there's also a chance you end up with 250 pounds, which is less than 4,800. <laughs> the host and the main player both nod sagely in agreement, as if any of that wasn't fucking obvious in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is what Deal or No Deal was about, mm. isn't it? It's like they just have... But ITV don't even have the 250,000 box. Though. No, they've reduced it to 100,000. So it makes it even more stupid. Because I saw on, I think it was on X, I saw some comments when they were like the offers were really pointless because the money was so close together mm. that even though they had loads of the big ones left... They were still the getting offers, low offers. Yeah, so it's like it makes the whole game pointless. And I'm sure that they, they're, they're also doing the offers lower because ITV have said, we don't want to spend as much money as what when Channel 4 ran it. Mm. Because Channel 4 couldn't have been running that show on a loss. And yes, obviously it was much more popular when it was the first time around, but I can't understand where 15, 15 to 20 years on... ITV have thought to themselves, actually, no, we, we lower the prize money because that's, I don't know, it just know, feels just weird stupid. that they've done that. It doesn't make much sense to I don't me. know how it's doing, but I've not really seen any much chat about it. Well, on this uh, Reddit post, a lot of people are actually kind of getting onto it. They're kind of saying, oh, it's quite nice to see it back to as it was. Well, um, I've not bothered watching any of it because it annoyed me before, but Stephen mm-hmm. Mulhern hasn't drawn me in. So. But lots of shows have a second try, a third try, a fourth try even. And I was wondering if there's any shows that have come back that you've kind of been pleased to see back. Crystal Maze was actually one I mentioned, but they ruined that by making them all celebrity editions. Yeah, that's the thing. They bring them back and it's mm. good for a bit, like Crystal Maze. And then they do celebrity edition and then it ruins it. Mm. Family Fortunes did the same. No, Family Fortunes was good when they did. The funny thing is, it's that's one of the exceptions to the rule. Family Fortunes is, again, one of my favourite game shows. I love game shows. And Family Fortunes is by far one of my, if not the favourite game show of all time for me. I think the format works. Mm. It's great. It's fun. It's it's a fast format. Even though ITV did what they always do and extended it to an hour, it still was fine when Vernon Kay hosted it with the celebrities. Yeah, but I would have preferred it without, but it was still okay. Yeah, and then Gino yeah. DeCampo came along mm. and ruined my favourite game show of all time yeah. by being Gino de fucking Campo because he's a dickhead. He got rid of, they got rid of celebrities and got normal people mm. so okay that's good but then they, he's presenting but then it, they brought in like, Gino De Campo yeah. Gino I'm Italian that's my personality trait <laughs> at Campo is such a dickhead mm. and I'm sorry to anyone who likes him but comment <laughs> below tell me while I'm wrong um, also catchphrase came back that, that was, was good because really they didn't have the celebrities. Yeah, and now celebrities, that's all they do. They mm. don't ever do, so it just annoys me. Stephen Mulhern is the king of game show comebacks isn't he? So he's doing deal or no deal now he's done oh, yeah. catchphrase they tried, um, I don't know if you Blankety remember... Blank was good for like a few episodes, but that's boring now. They brought that back with... But again, this is another thing, and I think this is a problem with television in, in general. They bring back something. It's gen- It's quite popular. People enjoy watching it. So then they make three series a year of it. Do you mm. know what I mean? What, what's wrong with just making one series a year? The Traitors, mm. they only make one a year. Well, they've got celebrities now. <laughs> Not the UK version. No, nah. the other ones. Well, maybe we'll keep that announcement for when we do our Traitors podcast, Faithful to the Traitors, which you can actually find on our YouTube page, Band Productions. Mm. Uh, so, um, but do you remember about six, seven years ago, 
And no. they tra- <laughs> I know you were, you were in a drunken mess. Um, and they tried to bring back the generation game with Mel and Sue. No, it was awful. It was like mm. a car crash because they did everything to basically again what I said about deal or no deal. What they did with Channel Four, they did everything that wasn't the generation game. So they had like when the the people were playing playing the games. They had a celebrity commentator in the background, kind of like going, oh, look what they're doing. Isn't that silly? It's like it took away the whole kind of gentle competition family vibe to the game. Mm. And uh, I hated what they did with it. But again, generation game, if done, if cared for and nurtured properly, would make a lovely Saturday night TV show. No, that's past its time. I think companies (gasps) like production companies bring back these game shows and turn them into celebrity virgins just so they can use the celebrities on their books. Mm. They literally make it for, you know, the random celebrities from Anyways, Essex, Love Island, all of those people, they can say, we need a show for them. It's like The Wheel used to, they did a celebrity version of The Wheel. How is that possible? Oh, that's true, because when the people it's got on celebrities The Wheel were celebrities, it. and then they had the people it's playing like, the game as a celebrity. So yeah. like, that's stupid. That was random. But they've only ever done that once, to be fair. So they may have realised how stupid that was. But like a show like Blankety Blank was always celebrity, so it makes good sense. But anyway... Let us know uh, by getting in touch with us at comment below pod on X or Instagram at comment below underscore pod or email comment below pod at gmail.com or comment below if you're watching us on YouTube. If there's any game shows that came back that you actually enjoyed the revamp of or if there's any game shows you'd like to see return anytime soon and whether you'd like to see any changes to update it in the modern audience facility. Mm. So next up we have mm. something on here. I've not listened to this. Um, a Jer- Jeremy Vine cooler. Yeah, on, on his radio, radio show. And it got dark very, very quickly. <laughs> um, it was actually someone who sent a message into Jeremy Vine. And Jeremy Vine isn't known for his tact, let's just mm. put it. Or his well, you know, his or, presenting. Or pre- pre- preparing well. Yeah. But then to be fair, it's probably not 100% his fault because he does a show in the morning for three hours and then gets rung onto radio uh, literally half an hour later to do another well, two-hour show. he did choose show. this. Yes, it's I, know. His, I know. It's kind of his fault for agreeing. Yes. And it's the BBC's fault for carrying on because he's all rubbish. Sorry, Jeremy. But... I, I sometimes listen to Jeremy Vine um, when I'm oh, driving. God. And um, there's a bit where he throws to the traffic. And I forget the woman's name now who does the traffic. But you can honestly tell he says like a really corny joke. Or he makes like a really weird comment. And every time you can mm. just hear like an, a really loud, audible silence <laughs> of her just sat there. And you can just you can just see her going. That's what he does. Thanks, Jeremy. Mm. Yeah. He's just just like, he makes situations awkward for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. And also he always says, like, I always try to, like, a lot of people say that the reason why he's considered by a lot of people as not particularly a very good kind of presenter for news and topics, which is what he does. Basically, he presents a story and then gets people to call in Mm. and discuss the story with them. And a lot of people say he's not very good because he's so impartial that he's so on the fence that he can't take it one way or another. And really, with a show like that, you like on LBC, you need someone who is slightly leaning toward one or the other because then that's where a debate can be established. Yeah, that's the BBC there. It's drummed into the presenters, isn't it? Yeah, that's a true. A lot of them, wasn't it? Who's one on LBC now? Andrew Marr. He said it took him ages to... Was it? And I think it was Sheila Fogarty, actually. She said it took her, like, years to be able to present not thinking of the BBC both sides all the time she said it took her years to do it it's funny because LBC actually grab a lot of ex-BBC presenters and go on to there Mm. and it's because they're good but they're not quite allowed to say what they want but they're not allowed yeah yeah. Yeah. anyway okay so should we listen to this message 30 seconds everyone okay yeah and says when I was eight my parents had a boat on the river hull one day it rained the river rose 
My parents let my 12-year-old brother drive the boat. We were sunbathing on deck. I went to get a drink just as the galley caved in because what he'd done is accelerated into Ticton Bridge. I don't know why I'm laughing. The co this... Okay. This is not good. The collision took my mum's arm off. Blimey, O'Reilly, I, I didn't see that coming. If I hadn't gone for a drink, I'd have been decapitated. Okay, well, that's slightly lowered the mood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't what know if that email message. is real. I don't know if that email is real or not and whether it was a prank. Um, but it's just the fact that halfway through, he suddenly realises what the rest of the mm. email is going. So he's laughing. He's like, oh, a boat went into uh, a, a boat, another boat yeah. or whatever. On the sun deck, On having a, a drink. Oh, ha, 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 oh. And their arm got decapitated, and I almost lost my life. Mm. But is that true? But also, why was it not? Are messages not read by the producers before they send them to Jeremy Vine? I thought that would be a good idea. Well, I think they are, his. but again, Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine has the tact of a five-year-old child, mm. so he doesn't really know how to react to things. I've seen it happen a few times, but this was just one instance where they they uh, they brought it up. But um, I just love some of the comments on here uh, underneath the, the audio clip. Someone said, um, my favourite moment when I was listening to him um, on Radio 2 was when Jeremy was interviewing someone who had lost a family member in a gang shooting. There was a, um, after the interview, there was a <laughs> short silence, a solemn moment. And he said, and we'll be right back after Jean Bon Jovi and Shot in the Heart. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, does he not realise? No, he doesn't. Does he not realise? It's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's got, he has a reputation as being a bit fair, not fairy. That's an awful thing to say, but a little Airy bit fairy. floaty, a bit mm. like he's neither one way or another. And he doesn't really, he doesn't have the kind of the authority that you would expect from the BBC. And I think that's why the BBC hire him because he's a little bit kind of like light and floaty and like he kind of just kind of take a dark, dark topic. Yeah, he asks really ridiculous questions. Mm. I don't like his, um style he's just no someone said um he was reading out stories about key ski accidents a while back and someone said something about being behind a yogurt lorry that crashed leaking yogurt everywhere he didn't see the link just went straight over his head <laughs> as in ski yogurt oh i didn't get it either. okay okay i'm <laughs> maybe, just as bad as maybe him. you are too mm. maybe you are too but um, yeah, there's a, to be fair, there's a lot of hate for Jeremy Vine, I have to say. And I feel well, like... Everyone it's... hates him because he goes on about bikes all the time as well, don't they? Oh, well, he that's films not himself. his fault, He, he films every, himself every morning and posts it on Twitter, doesn't he? Being like... You hate him because on his TV show on Channel 5, he makes his own animations on mm. his iPad of an evening. Like, he, you can just imagine him at home <laughs> like, making his little animations. I know, and he thinks he's so... Oh, just, and he thinks they're funny. He's so cringe. I don't like him. Mm, well, I don't not like him, but he's just really cringy. <laughs> don't like it uh okay so final story then um for this episode and as you may have noticed i'm wearing my uh very well i'm actually really hot <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm sweating <laughs> I, this was a real big mistake but i actually had it on because it is being cold today what is it you haven't said it's cold no what you've got on for the oh, it's audio snoody, snoody or something isn't it called? oh sorry it's one of those thick kind of like blankets that you like a poncho blanket but it's really thick and warm and he's got a hood mm. and um it's mine's got designs of pizza on it with eyes it looks like something from cuphead mm -hmm. kind of pictures um i did offer it by you one with aubergines on it because i thought that would suit you but you've you no, like nope, don't, want, don't want, one. want one of them anyway it's been snowing today as we record this as well so it's super cold um in uh, the uk right now and uh, someone um, on uh, grandnet.com forum, something I didn't even know existed. I know, when I saw this link, I was like, <laughs> grand, I was, you know, mum's net, I know, because it's awful, but like grand's net. Mm. 
because but like i saw so before you even go mm. on like i just wanted to look on this website yeah and it's like the first article is what age should babies start swimming it's like why is that a guide for grandparents well because the parents Nosy. the parents might be busy at work and so the grandparents pick up well, the grandparents have already been parents if they're grandparents. Yeah, it's but like, maybe they didn't stupid. teach their children to swim, but now their children know that it's a, an important skill to learn. So they told their, mm. their parents to take their kids to uh, the swimming baths after school so they can learn to swim. And maybe the grandparents can swim with them and learn. <laughs> These never articles too... are so funny. This one's like how to get on top of your email inbox. I mean, to be fair, elderly people, have you seen the number that's on that blooming envelope on their iPad? That's another thing. Elderly people love an iPad. Mm. They love an iPad. You never see, you ne- honestly, if you ask an elderly person a question, like if you ask my dad a question, he's like, oh, I'll just find out. And I'll, he doesn't get his phone. He doesn't pop anywhere else. He just picks up his iPad, gets the stubbing device that they use as well, which they bought off um, uh like Timu or something like that for like ten pounds, not mm-hmm. knowing that they've given away all their information. And um, yeah, elderly people love the an articles on here are just ridiculous. Well, anyway. at least you found Groundsnet. There's, there's... Yeah, well, I'm going to be a but top member. It's, it's it's again, it's why Groundsnet? Why not why why not Parentsnet? Why not Grandparentsnet? You know, mm. I don't know. Just feel like it's biased toward the, the female kind but then <laughs> i don't care that much as a joke so best slow cooker recipes well that's quite helpful to be fair mm. in this climate how to get glowing skin but look listen and how to make friends over 15 Fine, look, i listen. need that i'm gonna read that in a minute okay. sorry carry are you on. over 15 <laughs> so on nan's net grand's net nan's net would have been better as well grand's net is a stupid name nan's net maybe it's already one pay me letter um so Basically, someone on Groundsnet um, questioned something they saw online where people were saying that when it gets so cold in the winter that it becomes more difficult to spread Marmite <laughs> on their bread when they're having a sandwich or toast, mm-hmm. anything like that. Now, is that true? It is true. Yes. Okay, have you when, found it? I mean, if, do you think that's a true? I you... eat Marmite. So, yes, I know it's true. Okay. I know it's true. hundred percent. Because in the summer, it's much easier to spread Marmite. And also, if you spread Marmite on hot toast or hot baguette, it always melts into the bread. While if you put it on just a plain piece of bread, it cuts the bread in half in the wintertime. But so, it yes, does that sometimes. True. Also true when it's cold. Mm. But unlike Water Meadow on Grand Net, I don't believe that they've decided in a kind of tin hat conspiracy theory that they've changed the, consp- the consistency of it just to save costs. So Water Meadow said, I've eaten Marmite most of my life. I remember the giant jar with fondness, but I'm sure the consistency has changed. It used to be like a paste similar to peanut butter. Now it's sticky. Bring your knife out laden for your toast and it's like a golden syrup leaving viscous threads everywhere. I mean, she's angry at this supposed change in the recipe of marmite um a lot of people told her that she's wrong <laughs> um on on the website but um do you think that marmite would like change like the consistency of its spread this world famous known spread without telling anyone well, that i've never done even it? had well i've had a bit of marmite in the domino's thing once but apart from that it's not marmite's delicious i don't like it it's oh, too it's sticky the... and <laughs> just annoying to hold and I don't like don't it. It gets, it. it gets everywhere. I actually agree with her because like, there's lots of <gasps> threads come off of it, don't they? On Grandsnet? Yeah. Didn't she say something about threads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens. And it just goes on your fingers and then on the side. Yeah, but then you go, it's mm-hmm, the best no, part. Don't like it. I am, me. I am a jar licker. 
when the when the, look at me, my mouth's watering. When I yeah. when the mama is at the end of its life cycle and there's only the the remnants of the sides left, I get this finger. And I dip it in and I swirl it round and I give it a good lick because Marmite is the food of gods. Mm. And I truly believe that Marmite could end all wars on this planet. I don't like if it. If everyone just sat down and ate a jar of Marmite. Blossoming has posted, I haven't noticed any change. Why have you put on a voice? But it's usually Mr. <laughs> Blossom that makes toasts for me in the morning. So, oh, that's okay. nice for Mr. Blossom. Yeah. Because a lot of elderly women have to get home to give their... I know. I worked uh, in, a sh- in, in a well-known uh, glasses sellers in the UK. <laughs> right. And um, I remember there was one p- woman who I was... Uh, she was a pensioner age and I was fitting her glasses. And she said, I'm sorry. And you've got me doing the voice now. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I cannot stay for much longer because I need to get home to cook my husband's lunch. And I said, can your husband not cook his own lunch? No. She said, and she said, no, I've done it for him the whole time we've been married. Mm, it and always thought, happens. And it's sad, though, because if she was to die, then he wouldn't know how to make himself a simple... I was simple... about to say, yeah, it sorry. happens all the time um, when the wife dies, the older generation normally, but like when the wife dies and leaves the husband, they don't have a clue what to do. It happens a lot. That's why those sad. businesses where they deliver meals are so popular. Oh, the... um. Thinking Wiltshire Farm mm. Foods, when this guy comes over the door and he's like, hello there, Beryl, I've bought you frozen <laughs> but it's meals. Even, it's even like a simple thing they they don't know how to do, some of them That's husbands. That's what I mean, like, like cooking pasta. Cooking toast or anything. Cooking toast. Yeah. Toasting, cooking bread, sorry. Toasting bread, yes. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to be one of those, who knows. But it's just, yeah, it's very sad. But a lot of people are saying they love Marmite and don't agree with this woman, so. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Um. Oh, it's, some someone says I think they've made it runnier so they can use the squeezy jars. Well, I saw that one, that oh. comment, and I went online to see if they still because I've not seen that in the shop for years, and I actually used to hate that one because I I agree with them. I, I used to think they made it somehow runnier, and it tasted that. <laughs> now I'm turning into water vessel or whatever her name is. What was her name? Um, water meadow. <laughs> This is my tin hat moment. I genuinely believed that they did water down the squeezy marmite because it never tasted as good as when you took it from the jar. Another thing is that I could never share. I could share it with you because, you know, bodily fluids have been shared in the past. But I could never share a jar of marmite with anyone else because you're double dipping that knife all the time. But then I could argue the same with like jam. Or any kind of spread. Mm. I don't like the idea of that. I'm loving. So I'm not even listening hey, to you. I'm I know you're not. The names <laughs> because like, I just love the old names. Hetty. Don't get enough Hetty's anymore. No, Fanny. More Hetty. Fanny. Do you like you a Fanny? You don't get them anymore, do you? What did Fanny say? Or was it just a... I just like the name Pam. What about Blossom? Blossom. See, they're all like Coco. Mm. Willow. Castell. Castell here. Gosh. What's, I mean... Elizabeth. It's you know it's a lo- old fashioned names on here. Wonderful. It's a lovely note to end on. I would say that you know if you've enjoyed watching the show, don't forget to you know get in touch, subscribe, click the like button, um, and let your friends know that you listen to this nonsense. Us mm. reading out old people's names at the end of, a sh- <laughs> of an episode. And if there's any stories you'd like us to cover, or indeed you want to comment on that we've t- covered this week, or indeed throughout the whole of our vlogmas, which Ben's rightly said we've got an episode every day. So if you ring the bell on YouTube. Or subscribe on your favourite podcast app. You'll never miss an episode. Mm. You can go to at, uh, Twitter slash X at comment below pod. Instagram at comment below underscore pod. Or email comment below pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to let your friends know all about us. If you enjoy listening, 
don't forget to give us five stars and comment below to let people know why you enjoy listening to the podcast. And if you want to help fund the podcast, just go to buymeacoffee.com slash faithful. That's right. And I did forget to get a Facebook mum quote of the week, but because they post them so often, I just open Facebook and there's one there. Ta-da. So I don't even need to work. So don't we leave you every week with a Facebook mum post quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> get my teeth in. Um, so... You don't need anyone's permission to speak of your pain. You have the right to tell your story, even if others are uncomfortable with it. Very deep meanings there for the Crushed Velvet Gang. So we will see you all... <laughs> the Crushed well, Velvet Gang, whose names you like listening to. Yes. We'll see you next week for the main show, but obviously we're there every day for this month um, for Vogmas. So. Vogmas? Vogmas. Sounds like you said Fogmas. <laughs> Anyway, should we get wrapped up? Because I am literally going to die. Unwrapped. Yes, if I don't unwrap. See you next week. Bye. But see you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) For Vlogmas.